I am so excited to bring you guys this episode. In this episode, we interview Dark Knight and Ronan, both from the community. If you're inside Discord or you're in the Mixer channel, you see them all the time. You know them. They're both mods in both places, actually. They represented us at E3, the X1 Bros community. They had X1 Bros press passes and were able to go and talk to developers. They set up appointments throughout the whole week to meet with the developers behind the scenes. We really appreciated it. They did a great job. And so we wanted to have them on to give you guys a perspective of what they thought of some of the things that they saw, some of the developers they talked to. I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoy speaking to both of them. They're both super cool guys. We got to hang out at E3 for the past two years. They've been going to E3 for a while. They are E3 experts. So we are so grateful to have them in the community and to have them representing the X1 Bros. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I did. Here we go. Hey, everybody. I am here with two members of the community who you all know very well. It is Dark Knight and Ronin. Dark Knight and Ronin, thank you very much for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having us. Uh, First, I just wanted... So Dark Knight and Ronin, for those of you that don't know, they actually represented the X1 Bros at E3. They uh, went in and scheduled appointments with developers, got to meet with them, got to check out all the games, um, and really just kind of represent the community in, in the best of ways for all of uh, all of the X1 Bros community at E3. So we're super grateful for them. So first, let me start off by saying thank you to both of you for that. Um, but let's just... Let's jump right into it. I want to start... Let's start with Dark... Um, Dark, why don't you just review what what developers you met with, first of all. Just kind of give us like a 10,000-foot view of, of everybody you talked to uh, at, at E3. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, let's see for, or maybe just well, the most for, important ones. Let's let's start there. The most important ones? <laughs> yes. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, the fir- first people I got to talk, talk to were the uh, people from uh, Rebellion, which surprisingly enough, enough to me were... Uh, was probably one of the most uh, uh, fun ones that I ended up talking talking to. It was mainly just uh, I was for some reason it was like I was just real nervous going in there to talk to them for the first time. And it's like as soon as I walked in there, it was just like I was just talking to another person who just enjoys games and love love loves games. And it's just it was so much fun being able to talk to these guys over at Rebellion, talking to them about uh, Zombie Army Four and Evil Genius Two, uh, which really enlightened me on these on these games which in any other possible scenario i probably never even would have checked these games out to begin with which i'm definitely going to be doing them now very cool uh let's see what else did i do after that well after rebellion let's see uh dying light the uh developers for uh for dying dying light were very in- interesting um we didn't really get to do any kind of really one-on-one uh, it was more so a the- a uh, theater demo, actually. Okay. But uh, just listening listening to a lot of the uh, different things that they were doing with uh, Dying Light was very in- very very intriguing to me. Uh, there was a lot of uh, <clears throat> sorry. There was a lot of different uh, different uh, different things to the plot and stuff like that that they were that, that they were talking about to make things very more story into that I really enjoyed. That I'm really, really going to end up looking in, into Dying Light 2 when, like I said, otherwise I probably never even want to check this game out to begin with. Sure. I mean, that's the beauty of E3, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh, give, us, um, give us one more one more developer that stood out to you. 
one more developer that stood out out out, out to me um, was uh, uh, in into the abyss. Um, when I che- when we when we checked them out, I gotta say I was very impressed with the Black Desert Online mobile platform that they were showing us. I mean, I'm not much of a mobile person, and I was blown away with how well things played on that on that that phone when I got got to try it out. I was really really impressed. That's right. They're going mobile. You guys actually sent me some screenshots or some pictures of it. You playing yeah. it mobile. Very cool. Uh, Ronan, how about you? I know, I know you guys met with some of the same developers at the same time. Like you went to some of the same uh, sessions together. Uh, but was there anyone that that really stood out to you uh, that Dark hasn't mentioned? Uh, some that he hasn't mentioned is I met with uh, the developers of Journey to the Savage Planet from 505 Games. They were pretty cool to talk to. Uh, my favorite probably was the developers at... Uh, they developed Age of Wonders Planetfall. Okay. It is Triumph Studios, and they were a blast to talk to. And then other than that, uh, the guys, we went to the mix. Uh, it was like the five, the kind of funny game showcase. They had a, they had like an after party showcase called the mix. Sure. And got to talk to a bunch of like the indie developers there. And that was really cool. Very cool. Did now, did all, did all the developers, the individual developers from their showcase show up or was it just a select few? It was, it had to have been at least like 90% of them. Cause the place was packed. Oh, very cool. And, but the two that I was looking for the most, <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? Freedom finger. They weren't there. Freedom finger. And one night stand was one night stand. Yeah, and one night stand. Yeah. They weren't there. Either. For those of you who haven't seen that, that uh, showcase freedom finger is basically a, a platform. Uh, what would you describe it as Rodin? Like a, a side scrolling shooter where you're the middle <laughs> finger <laughs> and you're just sh- shooting stuff like an asteroids type of game. And then one yeah, night. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And then one night stand is just, like an RPG puzzler where you have a one night stand and you're trying to, it looks like you're trying to sneak out the next morning. Anyways. And I think at one point in the trailer, like the guy gets caught trying to sneak out. (laughs) Yeah. We were watching it together and those two just cracked all of us up. So that's why Rodan uh, was trying to look for them. Um, Let's talk. What, what developers did you enjoy meeting the most, whether it was together, uh, and this is for either of you, Ronan, Ronan or Dark, or both of you, actually. Uh, what what developer just stood out above the rest? You can go first. <laughs> what developer stood out among the rest? Oh, wow, that's a very good question. Uh, on, honestly, I'm probably going to have to say... Um, the uh, I I got a slight chance to talk to the developers at, at Rare over by the Battletoads uh, demo. Oh, that's right. And I just I I just talked to them for quite some time just about I mean my history playing Battletoads, being able to actually I mean see Battletoads back again and just how much of a just a nostalgia effect and I mean I I don't really geek out too often and. I went full ham. Sure. I mean, it was oh man, it was so much fun. I that was that that that, that would probably be. I mean, the best best one there there was me just being able to just sit there and just talk with with the guys over at a at, at Rare, and we were just talking about back and forth forth about Battletoads. Man, it was so much fun. What did, what did they share with you? Maybe that 
um, perhaps the general audience, you know, those of us at home watching the Microsoft E3, really excited for Battletoads. Did they share anything with you that, that we didn't get to hear? Oh, let's see. I mean, they uh, pre pretty much, uh, they they weren't very, they, it, they, they, they told me that the game is going to be a full, complete reboot. It is going to have a couple, uh, there are definitely some things that, that pay homage to the original, but uh, this isn't any kind of a sequel or anything. It's a full, re full brand new game. Uh, that was kind of the biggest thing they were there that they were getting around to letting me know. But there was a lot that they still wanted, wanted to keep hidden because they don't want to give up too much, too much for this game just yet. Sure. Sure. So Battle Toads for Dark Knight. That's very cool. I actually didn't. Yeah. I actually missed that one myself. I know they were back behind Sea of Thieves, and I completely missed it. Oh, um, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it, it, dude, it was so much fun. I mean, that first level, level I got to play, it was just, it was kind of like a basic, basic standard. I mean, like arcade, old, older arcade, and uh, like. Ninja Turtle style, style, style where it just kind of, kind of goes, and then the second level, though you go in and those scooters come out, dude, and I just, I lost it, man. I, I was laughing. I was just giddy watching everything go. I was missing jumps. I was having a blast. It was so much fun. Very cool. Now you're a big Battletoads fan, so does it hold? Did yes. what you play hold up to the original battles, Battletoads, the original uh, nostalgia that you have for the game? Oh yeah, I it, it was so much fun. I mean, I definitely loved how they. I mean, they made that 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 scooter level. It was very difficult. There were multiple times that me and the other two guys that were playing it were trying to run through it. Uh, one thing I definitely did did like was like at, at a certain point in that level, there were checkpoints. So it's not like you had to start all over again like you did in the original, but they at least had checkpoint ch checkpoints to where you can kind of start off in case i mean all of you you end up you end up dying but man there there were definitely quite a few uh uh jumps and turns that you you really had to time and be be prepared for it 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 definitely i mean there was just a rush of just nostalgia and just old memories that just came flowing back just as soon as i was playing that, that it was it, it definitely hit me hard oh, that's good that's good to hear especially for all the battletoad fans out there right because that's the big worry you see it on the screen and you think oh man that looks so awesome but then sometimes you get behind the controller and it's like ah it just doesn't quite feel the same so that's good to hear um ronan yeah. how about you who stood out to you the most who did you enjoy meeting with the most uh, well, the developers I enjoyed meeting with the most was the guys from Triumph Studios uh, developing Age of Wonders Planetfall. Sure. I I actually was trying to find their booth. They're, they were in one of the like the back rooms in the meeting rooms between the halls. Okay. And, and actual E3, and, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they gave – so the number – the booth number they gave me in the email, whoever the PR representative that emailed me was – the booth didn't exist, so I was lost. <laughs> and eventually I found him and I walked in and I was like, hey, you guys are the guys from Age of Wonders Planetfall, right? Because I have a meeting in like five minutes with you, but this is the booth number I have and it doesn't exist. They're like, yeah, that's us here. We have no idea how they gave you that booth number. Oh, man. But once I got in there, uh, we were kind of just waiting around. Uh, there was a current meeting going on in the meeting room. So I just hung out with uh, one of the developers who actually was going to be showing me the demo. Okay. And we just chatted for a bit. The reason that I, this, they were my favorite devs to meet with is you could just tell how excited they were to show their game. And 
for those who don't know the Age of Wonders Planetfall, if you the Age of Wonders series is kind of like a civilization top-down turn-based uh world conqueror? Yeah. So, kind of like that. Yeah, very much, like, it's like a futuristic civilization, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um I haven't played any of the previous Age of Wonders, so I'm not sure if the combat mechanics are the same as Age of Wonders Planetfall coming. Okay. But when you engage in combat with another civilization, it goes down and you enter like kind of an XCOM battle system, yeah, which is really cool. What And where was this? Was this on the Microsoft stage? What stage? I remember seeing this and watching it and thinking, it, oh, this is sweet. It was on the Microsoft stage. That's right. I think it was also maybe on the PC gaming show stage. Oh, okay. You're probably right there. But it was definitely on the Microsoft stage too. Now, did you get did you get hands on with the game, or was it just a walkthrough? Uh, I got to so they they for the first like ten minutes they walked me through it and kind of explained everything, uh, the the backstory, how everything works out, um, and then I got to play as I forget the name of the faction, but they're like the the your regular human faction. Okay, and they've awoken from cryo sleep to find like the universe completely different from when they went to sleep. And I, yeah, I actually got to play. I landed on a planet, uh, very much, you, you know, you send out your scouts to scout the areas, find resources. And then you can also take over nodes that add regions to your capital. I very guess. cool. And now do you control <laughs> this is, uh, like in just looking at the pictures that it, it looks very much, it's, it, it very much is a combination of XCOM and civilization. It's that it finds this happy medium. It looks like anyways, do you control multiple cities or just your home base? So you control your home base and, but you, you do take over other cities as well. That will give you like production factors for your overall oh, okay. capital. Uh, one thing that they pointed out that I found very cool and interesting is in so in games like Civilization, you kind of you take turns, right? Uh-huh. So in this one, when you're playing a multiplayer match, you all move at the same time. And so so if you it it kind of gives you an incentive to make your movements quicker than the other guys. Interesting. But you still only have a certain amount of like tiles you can move and a certain amount of options you can do each turn, but everybody goes at the same time. So what's what's the incentive? So basically you're all in a simultaneous turn. So if I if I let's say I finish faster than you, Ronan, and then I hit end my turn, right? Or whatever the next, you know, you can only move so many tiles in that turn, right? Let's say I do everything and I do it right away, I make my decisions. How does that benefit me for the next turn? Or compared to, um, to you if you were going slower? So say me and you are playing and there's a city between our capitals. Both of us want it, but one of us is kind of hesitant. If the other person gets there faster, they can... So in if the so if that person gets to the city, they can take it over. And then if the other person comes to try to take the city, now they have to fight you, the person that's defending it Very in a cool. hunkered down position. Very cool. I like that. See, that, that benefits someone like me. I'm a very decisive, instinctive player. I don't analyze stuff, so I move. But in turn-based strategy, there's no incentive to do that, right? Like, so yeah. um, that's cool. I really like that feature a lot. Yeah, it was really cool talking to those guys. That's Again, that's 
they're I just you could tell the whole time you're talking to them how excited they are about their game, uh, which I, I the embargo for it actually just lifted this morning, so I could talk about it. Oh, perfect! <laughs> hey, we planned that. That was perfect timing. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you one more thing on this game. Um, what? How close to when is the release date? How close is it to being finished? What you saw was that like a a very alpha, you know, or pre-alpha demo that you saw, or did you see something close to the final product? It was definitely close to the final product. I think the release date is like August 6th. Oh, so it's right around the corner. It's coming soon. Yeah, like a month and a half. Oh, wow. That's very, wow. That is very soon. Hold on. Let me look up the release date. August 6th. Yeah, you're right. August 6th, 2019. Wow. So that's right around the corner. Very cool. Very excited. I know. I remember this on the Microsoft stage, and I remember people in Discord saying, oh, man, that game looks really good. A lot of people in in, in the community are, are big fans of XCOM. I know McSpicy is a big XCOM guy, so I, I do remember that game, but never I've never heard of Age of Wonders. I've heard of Age of Wonders. I remember that's the cover with like the gears on it. Am I correct? I don't know. The old ones, but I didn't know they were making yeah, like I think a futuristic so. one. Yeah, it's usually got like futuristic or like more fantasy themes yeah. on it than uh, Civilization. Very cool. And Paradox Interactive is the publisher. That's my favorite developer. So that bodes well. They do grand strategy. Yeah. Boom. All right. We're all in. Um, Dark, let, let me ask you this, because you guys did go to some of the developer meetings together. Which one? Yeah. Which ones did you go together that you guys both walked away from and you were you were just blown away? Mm, uh, and, uh... I would say the one that we went to together that I absolutely loved and was blown away and i cannot wait for this game now was uh the Techland guys who are making dying light 2 yeah dying light 2 is it i i was very in, impressed with what i saw there uh I, yeah i'm i'm very very excited to be able to see to be able to try out more of dying light 2 yeah dark you had you had said at the beginning this was one of the ones that stood out to you and yeah. that you wouldn't have checked out this game otherwise what did they show what is it about the game that you saw that that makes you now want to play it oh and just uh one one of the things i definitely noticed was uh they are very they're this this game is gonna is gonna be a lot more uh campaign oriented very story driven sorry about the one no worries um one of the one of the things i definitely really really liked was the fact that uh uh this has this uh, this also has a co-op mode as well so what you can end up what will end up happening is say you host the game your friends with friends can come in and join but with how the campaign is set up in this game and how your choices are so uh, let's see what what about the word the uh, very they they matter. Yes, they matter a lot to where there are certain repercussions based off of what decisions you make. So, say I make decision A, you make decision B. I end up getting these these perks and this gun for this because I made decision A. You come into into my game to be able to play co-op. I'll. Ha- You'll come in. You'll see these guns. These guns you don't. You won't have access to because of the choices you made in your game. Oh, very and cool. And it'll kind of, uh, yeah, it'll kind of like, like with me, I'd be like, oh crap, I want to go back and redo this so I can get that stuff. I mean, that was definitely one of the things that I really, really liked, liked about that. Well, co-op, they nailed in the first one. Co-op was a blast in the first one. So to see them really doubly down on that, and it's something that's unique to that genre, I think, right? Um, yeah. How did, how did it, how did it feel? How did it control? Because the first one felt pretty good, especially for like their parkour and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, like like I said uh, earlier, it was a theater demo, so we just got to watch them play it. But oh, okay. from what I was seeing, I mean, it looked like it was very fluid. It was very. It definitely seemed like they were always wanting you to be on the move. You were always moving. You were always going really. You were always always going really fast. You were using zo- zombies to brace your landings, uh, and you weren't just going up against zom- zombies in this one. You were actually fighting humans as well. Sure. Yeah. No, they like I yeah, said, they, they were... nailed that in the first one. The first one was a blast. Yeah. Um, how did they? Because the first one was open world, and it was a pretty decent mm-hmm. size open world. Did they talk about how big their their new world in number two is going to be to the first one? Are you in the same area? Are you in a different area? Did, did they talk about that at all? Uh, you oh, okay? Go ahead, Ryan. So they they kind of they did. I don't think it's the same area from the first game. Uh, you are in a city. I don't think they named they named the city, but they you're in a city that has seven regions. Uh, they did say it's bigger than the first game. Okay. Um, what I so going back to kind of what Dark was talking about with the decisions, there was one uh, decision that the player made in the demo to essentially turn the water pumps back on for the city. And by doing that, he actually unlocked a region that was because the water had been dammed up. So by turning the water on and releasing it back to the city, you saw the water kind of sink and it unlocked a whole new region in the game to where uh, I was actually reading some other articles. uh, Some other, because we... The Q- the Q and A that we were a part of, they didn't uh, ask this, but I guess another person did. But if so, if a player doesn't make that decision, if they go the other way, then they actually never even unlock that area in the game. Wow. So your deci- I mean, your decisions. You could have two completely different experiences in that you mm-hmm. don't even see different areas of the map. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I think uh, the way he put it was, uh, you can. You can save or kill like main characters throughout the game, and you can unlock or destroy whole regions. Wow, that's cool. Based on your decision. I mean, that's taking that's taking their world and their decisions to the next level. What now? What happens in? Do you know what happens in co-op in that instance? Like, let's say, yeah, So let's say I never discover that that region, but you do, and we we play together. Yeah, I think uh, Dark kind of hit on it earlier, but yeah, it's uh, that's one of the. Th- uh, things you can invite your players to come see how your world has developed compared to theirs. So whoever the host is, that's the world that everybody's in. Very cool. Okay. So it does kind of, that's cool. Okay. Um, so dying light was cool. Did, did wait, was dying light the one, did they give you guys like figures for go seeing them? Was that dying light? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, yeah. so they cool. Nice statue. Yeah. They gave you, yeah. they gave, uh, they gave us a statue of, uh, Aiden. Oh, that's so sweet. So you already got a collection from the game, and you've, you yeah. haven't even played it. That's so cool. Is it now? Is it a quality statue, or is it like a cheap little plastic thing? No, it's um, it's a decent looking statue. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it looked really good from the from the pictures you guys showed. Um, Dark, I want to get back to you real quick. You you mentioned Rebellion um, was one that you really enjoyed going to one of the developers yeah. of the games you really enjoy going to. Can you talk a little bit about, about that game? Uh, yeah, de- definitely. Uh, the, the first game I tried out with them was uh, Zombie Arm- Army 4. Uh, it's essentially a, a continuation from uh, the Zombie Army trilogy where they end up uh, defeating Zombie Hit- 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 Hitler. Um, one of the things I definitely, I definitely noticed was in this game, it's a full co-op 
for uh, for for player co-op, but you don't necessarily have to have to do co-op. You can also play it, at, play it by yourself as well. But there are certain perks and certain abilities for for these characters that you can add on to your weapons. You can add on add on to your person. So where if you if you happen to be playing by yourself, you don't feel you don't really feel very overwhelmed. There, I mean, there are floods and floods of zombies that come, uh, kind of like in Dead, kind of like Dead Rising, and but you always seem to be able to find find a way to where you can go around. You you, you can do things if things do get too too tough. Say like with with me, they they had me add a uh, perk that was kind of like a self revive. Essentially, to where if I did end up end up going down, I was able to, uh, as long as I got a certain number of shots on 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 zombies within a certain amount of time, it would rebuild my health and bring me back up. Which was definitely one one thing I thought was very very cool, especially for that that one person who doesn't necessarily like to do co-op as much and he likes to just play and deal with the story by himself. I thought that was definitely a good plus for something like that. Yeah. No. Um, uh, let's see there. I, I really liked how uh, they had a lot of different, uh, like I said, a lot of different perks. Uh, there were a lot of different special abilities that you could put on, on your guns to help out depending on what class that you were. Oh, okay. So a lot of like customization. Yeah. 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 A lot of customization. Uh, the guys I, I, I spoke with said that with this game, they were very focused on the story driven portion of it as well, which definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for story-driven games, so it definitely made um, it definitely made made me want to look into this game game when it when it de- definitely comes out. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Ronan, you talked about uh, Five Hundred Five Games as one of your favorite the developers that you went to see. What what was the game that they were developing? And and tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, we I believe Five Hundred Five Games is a publisher. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not gonna publisher. lie, I forget who the developer was. Like Journey, was <laughs> but it Journey or was Journey the game? Journey to the Savage Planet. There it is. Um, it was so I went and saw that game, and it's kind of a. It reminds me of No Man's Sky. It looks very mixed, No Man's Sky ish, but it's much more, uh, I guess, linear. Okay, and. You're dropped on this planet by the fourth best exploration company in the universe. Uh, it's like a it's a satire is how they described it. So you're dropped on the planet. You pretty much explore, find different resources so you can upgrade your ship and upgrade your equipment. Uh, from what I play, I didn't get to play very much. I played probably like 30 minutes of the very beginning. So I didn't, you know, I didn't delve too deep sure, into it, sure, but sure. it's... It's just a very exploratory game. You come across different species and stuff. You can scan them with your scanner. Uh, you can, you can. Uh, there's actually a command or a a button to smack things, so you can walk <laughs> up to like new creatures you find and smack them and see what they do. Well, there's like uh, in the video that I'm watching here of the trailer. There's like a giant eyeball creature, and he pokes him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, that guy actually killed me a few times. Oh, really? That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you have to sneak up behind him, and once you do, you get the indicator for like a stealth kill, and then he kind of taps him on the shoulder, and it turns around, and you just poke him in the eye, and he dies. That is hilarious. So it's Typhoon Studios that is doing this game, it looks like. It looks looks very much like if No Man's Sky, if 
Gearbox or Borderlands created No Man's Sky, right? Like it looks yeah. like it has attitude. It looks like it has like it's it doesn't take itself too serious. Yeah. Yeah, again, they 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 made it clear that they are trying to make like a satiric a satirical take on like the whole uh explore and survive genre. That is hilarious. That is so funny. Um and then Sorry, was there co-op? Did you say there was co-op in this game or is this single player? I think it's single player. Okay. I don't they never mentioned anything about co-op. Yeah, I don't see anything as the video is playing here. It just looks like there's one player the whole time. I'm sure they would have showed multiplayer if, yeah. there, if there was. Very cool. Now, for those of you that are listening that have never been to E3, um, both Ronin and Dark are veterans of E3. Uh, Dark has this skill of being able to get in anywhere. Um, and so you guys you guys actually went to multiple. Did you guys both go to? You guys both went to the Ubisoft conference. What was that like? No, we went to. No, uh, sorry, Bethesda. 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 That's right, yeah. Bethesda. I mean, that was that's I, I liked Bethesda's conference. I think people are giving it a lot of hate, but I just I like it. Sure. Um, well, there was. I, I the is the criticism. I I haven't read any of the criticisms for it. I I can imagine some of the criticisms maybe were that there was nothing new. But if you're a fan of of Bethesda games, you don't really need anything new. These games are all coming out, and Bethesda is known for only talking about games that are coming out in the next six months at these conferences. Yeah. They did show two new games though. They showed, uh, what was it? Ghostwire. That's right. Yeah, Ghostwire. Ghostwire. And yeah. Deathloop. I'm really excited for that. Deathloop. Yeah. Oh, Deathloop was almost like that 12 minute game. The was 12 minutes. Microsoft yeah, exactly. Show. Now, did they have hands on demos of those games at all? No, there was no. nothing of those. The, the only demo they had at like their little after party get together doom and then you could also play elder scrolls blades oh okay so that was it okay and Ronin... doom was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah doom was a lot of fun yeah i didn't doom everybody's telling me that doom was the uh, the, the first doom but on steroids like it's faster uh it's mm-hmm. just as fluid did you guys have that ex- same same experience it's yeah it's a lot faster they they've Definitely. added a bunch of new like traversal mechanics if you saw the monkey bars that you could run and grab and swing up in the air and come down on the guys now very cool so bethesda or sorry yeah bethesda seems like just from watching on tv it seems like it's a big party is it a big party <laughs> it literally was just a big yeah. party where you it could was definitely stand in line and also play doom <laughs> yeah they had they had food they had food trucks they were they had they had barbecue they had they had, they had corn full de- fully de- decked out with all different kinds of toppings wow yeah it's uh yeah yeah they, it was pretty much a before party conference after party uh ronan i don't even to put you on the spot but you actually had an experience where you met the ceo of bethesda which you i think yes. i think it'd be hilarious to share would you like to share it with uh with yeah, everyone yeah so so I was there uh, with Tie Fighter, and we were sick. You know, it, we just got done playing Doom. I think we, you know, went and grabbed another drink. We we're kind of walking around. We saw like the area. They they just had a bunch of couches set up with phones on the uh, end tables in front of them, the coffee tables, sure. where you could play Elder Scrolls Blades. And we were just sitting there. We just sat down, started playing some Elder <laughs> Scrolls Blades, uh, and then this old guy and i'm assuming she was like i don't know his 
uh, PR or somebody. I don't know. She was, she was either his PR or his lady for the evening. We don't know. Yeah. And so she sits down next to me and she's kind of leaning into me hard. And I'm just, I'm kind of like, oh man, I hope, I hope this lady's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's kind of like, she leans over and she's like, hey, what are you playing? Oh, what's that? Oh, that's cool. Who makes that? And I'm just, the whole time I'm thinking like, well, this is Bethesda's conference. So probably them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so she, and then she's like, hey, say or do you know who this guy is and i kind of looked over and i was like hey and i just gave him the wave and i was like nope and so he starts leaning over and like trying to tell me what to do and stuff and i kind of i kind of you know i listened to him and i was like oh okay he's you know you should kill that thing and i'm like i'm trying and then <laughs> he gets up to walk away and as he gets up she kind of leans over and she's like hey just so you know this is robert altman this the ceo of bethesda and then I, and then I stood up and was like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Uh, hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> but it was it was a really funny experience. So was he nice about it, or was he like, "You don't know who I oh, am"? Oh no, or? he was he was super nice about it. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. That's that's hilarious that she was like leaning into you though. That's uh, that uh, that was what yeah, made it what, awkward, right? Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, "What what is this lady doing to me?" Uh, that's, that's fun. Uh, in closing here, let, I want to get your guys' opinion on, well, actually dark, you are dark is the man he gets like every pin. So for those of you who have never been to E3, <laughs> uh, pins are a big deal. Like you get pins from different developers. There's secret pins that you can get. So dark, I, I can't let you go without asking you, what is the best pin? Who do you think had the best pin at this year's E3? Oh, there was, um, I, I, I gotta go find it. Just so I can. Oh, there is a. uh, I got to the Bethesda uh, merch store, Mm -hmm. and I just happened to see see one of the merch guys there, standing there, and he's he's got a new cola pin, and I'm like, where did you get that? Is there any way I can get one? Where can I find one? And he comes back, and hands me. Where did I go? Oh no, no, that's not it. Where'd it go? Yeah, sorry, I'm looking through a whole bunch of stuff. That's okay. <laughs> but no, it was a Fallout 4 pin that only a thousand of them were made. Wow. So- I, like I said, I ha- I have this thing still sitting in a bag. Yeah. Like I am like I, I'm like I'm not letting this thing out of that my sight. That is cool. You'll have to. I don't know yeah, if you've done this already. Yeah. It's uh, it says uh, it says Valentine Detective Agency on the front. And then in the back, it says Fallout 4. Dude, that is it's cool. Both, it just says Fallout on it. I don't know if you've done this already, but you should take a picture and upload that in Discord. because I will do that. You've got like the collector's edition pin right there. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is probably like the most, like, like, like the, probably the best pin that I was able to get out of there. There were a lot of really good pins. Um, my buddy at uh, Xbox Insider One, the guy I introduced, introduced you at the uh, meetup. Yes. He... I don't know how he does it, but he just, I think he walked away with about some 40 plus pins. Wow. I don't know how he does it, but I mean, he, he even got a, he did an interview with Xbox Canada and Xbox Canada gave him an Xbox Canada Jersey with his gamer tag put on the back of it. Oh, that is cool. That's way yeah. cool. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was like, that's, that was pretty, pretty, pretty legit. I was like, that, that was it. That, that was pretty cool. So, uh, so dark from you, 
Um, I want to get your biggest surprise of E3. And then, Ronan, we'll close with you. I want to get your overall review of this year's E3. Uh, so, Dark, what was the biggest surprise of this E3 for you? The biggest surprise for me was probably going to... There was a couple there. Um, probably going to go with... I mean, as far as demo that I saw that I really wasn't ex wasn't really expecting to see what I saw out of it, Probably going to be the uh, Lego Star, Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Oh, right. um, yeah i I was expecting it to be just. I mean, go. I mean, went in there, watched it. I was like, okay, it's going to be probably just a normal Lego Star Wars game that we've seen from before, and they've completely revamped this thing. It's all new, uh, full reboot. Uh, all the games, all all on one game. You can jump around between any episode you want. And just visually, the way this thing looked was stunning. And it, and you could legitimately go anywhere you want in any of the planets, which I thought was really cool compared to, I mean, how some of the other ones had been where they're more linear. Yeah. Um, and that, I, I, was, I was actually not expecting to see that when I saw it. So I was definitely surprised by that. That is cool. So now when you said it's a full reboot, is, are the game mechanics basically the same as all the other Legos uh, or have they or have they completely changed those? From what I saw, I mean, how everything was looking, it, lo it, it looked like the like like the game mechanics are going to be fairly similar. OK, um, but uh, uh, like I said, it, it's an all new uh, all, all, it's an all new game. I mean, it has full ex exploration. You can use any character during the game to help with certain certain situations. That is cool. Um, uh, you can start any episode you want to move. I mean, like you could just say you're doing Return of the Jedi. You can stop, go to New Hope. You can stop, go to go to M M Empire Strikes Back. Like the ultimate um, game for Star Star Wars fans. Yeah, uh, it's an all new engine. Uh, there's exploration in every solar system in the uh, Star Wars universe. So say you're in New Hope, you go to Tatooine, uh, you go to Emperor's Place, you go check it out. You'll see them with, with uh, Luke and everyone all all over there. Uh, you go to the can Cantina, that's all there. But say you go into Empire Strikes Back, or you or you go to or you go and play. Um, Return of the Jedi or something like that. You go back to Tatooine. You know, I mean, you're gonna sit there. You're gonna see burned up bones. You're gonna see uh, the uh, the area destroyed where where, where they were live where they were living. Things are not gonna look the same as they did and did in the pre in the other ep episode, which I thought was really cool that they were gonna really try to make things different in each ep episodes to where you can still go back to any of these of these uh, planets. No matter what episode uh, episode you chose, that is cool. That is very cool. Well, there you go. The biggest surprise from Dark, this the new Lego Star Wars game that's coming out. Ronan, your overall review of this year's E3. How did it hold up to past E3s? Was it better, or worse? Uh, were you did you leave it more excited about gaming, less excited about gaming? Overall review E3 2019. I, after having about a week to think about it. <laughs> I think it was a lot slower this year than previous years. Sure. I mean, you didn't have place. Was it because PlayStation wasn't there or what was, was it that we're in this it, in between year? The floor did feel a lot more empty with Sony, not on the floor. Activision wasn't on the floor in any way. Uh, a lot of the 
there were a lot of developers that were only in the meeting rooms and not on the floor. Wow. Okay. Um, I think the news too, like there was some really awesome news, obviously like Keanu Reeves came out. Sure. Uh, Final Fantasy seven, the gameplay was fantastic. All of those reveals were really cool, but there was also a ton of just updates on games that we already have. Like games as a service games. Sure. As far as like new games coming, I don't think there was very many. Sure. So it felt and the games that they did announce that were new, they weren't on the floor to play. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And a lot of them were 2020 or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's there's not very many. I mean, obviously, we have the big hitters that are going to come every fall. Call of Duty. Uh, This year, we got Borderlands gears. Those guys are coming. But other than those ones that we already knew about, there's really there were really no announcements that are coming this year. They're all coming next year. Do you think that's because we're at the end of a life cycle, or or is it because you know all the news about like E3 is dying, E3 is going away? Is do you buy into that, or do you think that we're just at this in between stage right now? I definitely don't think E3 is going away. I think it's just a slow year. Sure. I think exactly like you said. I think it's just kind of like an in between year. Uh, developers are trying to get their last games out before the next consoles launch so they can start working on those next gen games which i know there's not supposed to be like a next gen or whatever but yeah. i mean there's there still kind of is yeah the next consoles and and it will and then the cloud i mean everything's the streaming stuff how did you guys how do you guys feel about the streaming did you both get hands-on with it i know dark did for sure um did you like it did you not like it yeah, I. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I was very impressed. I, I, honestly, I was very surprised just to see how fluid. Just I mean, from trigger input to how everything was was coming up on the uh, display was was showing. I mean, there's been countless number of people that have asked me about XCloud, and I pull out my video and I show them. I said, look, I've played it. I've seen it in action. I mean it can work and it can happen. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've even had this discussion with my, uh, brother. I'm like, with my brother, brother black. I mean, jokingly, we both, we both look at, look at each other and we go, so who's going to get fired at work first? It's like, (laughs) I mean, this, I, I, it can, I, I definitely see this as probably as going to be what's we're going to start seeing here in the near, near future. I don't see consoles going, I don't really see consoles going away or anything like that, but I definitely think, uh, the, uh, streaming service is definitely going to be the next big thing. Very cool. How about, how about you, Rona? Did you get a chance hands on with it? I did. I played, uh, gears of war on the, on a phone, on the X cloud streaming device. And it, so they had it set up. Uh, because you know it's E3 and there's just Wi-Fi signals going everywhere. It's just this crazy. Oh yeah, when you're in there, Wi-Fi and especially when everyone's right in that building in the Microsoft Theater, the Wi-Fi is terrible. Everybody's just eating it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they actually had the phones plugged into Ethernet, and it ran fantastic that way. But I actually uh, I talked to uh, I forget her name, the lady that was there. Sure. And she let me unplug it and play it that way. Oh, wow. And there was a little bit more of a latency issue, but it was it still ran fine, in my opinion. I mean, I'm if I'm playing uh, Gears on my phone while I'm traveling, I'm not expecting it to be f- like 4K, 120 FPS. Sure. Like, 
obviously there's going to be a little bit of latency and it ran completely fine in my opinion. Well, that's cool. She let you disconnect it and try it out in there. That's, that's ballsy on her part too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, so there you go. I, I agree. I don't think E3 is going anywhere. Um, I think those news stories kind of a lot to do about nothing. I think it's just an in-between year. Uh, I, I I appreciate you guys. I think it was cool that you guys got to go and represent the community. You guys did a great job representing us. So thank you very much uh, to both of you. For everybody, for everybody listening, uh, this is Ronin and Dark Knight. They're mods in Discord. They're big in the community, so say hi to them. Uh, let them know how you how you like the interview. Tell them thank you for representing the community again. They did a fantastic job. So thank you very much, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for, for having us. Any uh, oh, let's do this. Where can people find you, Ronin? Are you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? I am on Twitter and Instagram. Both should be backslash I, Ronan I. And I also recently started streaming, which, so it's mixer.com backslash I, Ronan I. Very cool. How about you, Dark? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at darknight3234. You can find me on Twitter at John Slayton. You can also find me on mixer at mixer.com forward slash darknight3234. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, yep, thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Love talking to these two. Super cool guys. A lot of good insights. And again, we were just super honored to have them represent us at E3. Talk to developers. They did such a great job representing the community, representing positive gaming. They're the epitome of positive gaming, and we could not be more grateful for all that they do for the community. So thank you, Dark. Thank you, Ronan. We appreciate and love both of you. And that does us for today. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you uh, back on our regularly scheduled program this week in a couple days. See you guys then. Bye.